Why do we make assumptions about what people want versus asking them what they want? And if we do ask them what they want, does it defy Henry Ford's famous quote of, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses? Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. Hey guys, how are you doing today? You know, it's a lot easier answering someone's question to help them solve their problem. Like also the concepts of, of the question and answering takes the relationship to a whole new level. You know, it's where it's more interactive and both sides are invested. Uh, this concept is called permission marketing. Seth Godin, the author and entrepreneur, has a great definition of this. He says, permission marketing is the privilege, not the right, of delivering anticipated, personal, and relevant messages to people who actually want to get them. It recognizes the new power of the best consumers to ignore marketing. It realizes that treating people with respect is the best way to earn their attention. Surprise, right? Permission is like dating. You don't start by asking for the sale at first impression. You earn the right over time, bit by bit. So that quote, and we combine it or try to combine it with this principle of Henry Ford's quote, right? And connecting it up with Seth Godin's quotes of permission marketing. The objective of asking for the sale while getting the customer invested is a way to gain their permission to market to them by leveraging your or your business's capabilities. So I find this interesting. Like Henry Ford wasn't the first person to come up with the concepts of the automobile. The 1901 Mercedes was designed by a guy named like Willem Maybeck. And I would say that he deserves credit for being the first uh, person or that car being the first modern motor car uh, in all of its essentials. I mean that because there was also another record of an automobile, at least the basics of it uh, and the mechanics going back to 1893. Now I find it quite interesting to look at Henry Ford and his start versus the famous quote about asking people what they want. Because Ford produced the Model N, as in Nancy, which had great success during its run from 1906 to 1907, like enough so that Ford installed improved uh, production equipment, uh, which allowed him to produce 100 cars or more a day. I mean, this is what we know Henry Ford to be. However, here is something that I find truly amazing. So I found this quote um, about the process of Henry Ford, and I thought this, this solidifies this perfectly. It says, encouraged by the success of the Model N, Henry Ford was determined to build an even better car for the great multitude. It was a four-cylinder, two, uh, what is that, 20 horsepower Model T. This was first offered in October of 2000, or sorry, <laughs> 1908, not 2000 anything. Um, here's a couple of its features. It's had a two-speed planetary transmission which made it easy to drive it had a detachable cylinder head which made it easy to repair a higher chassis so that cars would clear bumps in the road including rural areas higher quality steel which made the car lighter and tougher 
as well as new methods of casting parts to keep the price down. Now, those don't sound like some person who just decided to come up with a new product. This sounds like he was looking at the customer as a way to sell a better vehicle, but also listening to their needs. What did they need, right? They needed an easier way to drive. They needed something that was easier to repair. If they were buying a vehicle, could they clear the bumps or the rocks in these rural areas? Was it made of a quality that, you know, they, people would feel like they got their money's worth, but it was also lighter and more durable. So if you did spend the money, it lasted longer. And then all of this, to keep the price down. Now, I don't know if Henry Ford actually went out and did like market surveying and tested the market, but I'll most certainly tell you that there were probably complaints, there were questions, there were concerns, there was something that happened because Henry Ford went back to the drawing board after the Model N, which was successful, uh, mostly because of the the interest that was coming in from the European side, and it was too expensive over there, so it didn't necessarily take off as the first concept. Ford had the concept over here, made it cheaper, more durable, and suddenly it was uh, a massive win. But it wasn't this first epiphany, it wasn't this massive like, oh my gosh, I should make a faster horse, but I should make an automobile. It was something that had been around for what is that, 25 years before he actually came out with the vehicle? I mean, that's like today looking back 25 years ago and saying, hey, what can I improve upon back then? And then gaining all the credit for it, which I find interesting. So Ford had to obviously validate this need for, for the capabilities that he could produce along with the needs, questions, concerns, and what the customers actually wanted, which I would say goes right along with permission marketing. Obviously, they were looking for something, and he had a way to, uh, to produce this. So <clears throat> back in college, my buddy Steve Larson and I, I did an interview with him. He's from Sales Funnel Radio. We had figured out a way to drive traffic by the hundreds of thousands. I mean, literally hundreds of thousands, cold leads, cold traffic, to brand new websites. And word had gotten out that dozens of uh, word had gotten out to dozens of local and online businesses um, about what we had discovered. Some of these businesses also knew that we were in college, and um, they had asked our teacher if we would if we'd go over and help their business. Now we thought this was more of an introduction. Long story short, um, which I'll actually share in another episode because it's it's juicy and one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned uh, in business, but the hard way. So we got royally gypped out of upwards of $20,000. Now, <laughs> after our sour experience, we decided not to waste this time that we had spent researching, creating, writing, producing, and converting for nothing. In fact, we actually came up with an idea of driving traffic to get leads for this company's competition, um, which we were probably just going to give out for free because uh, we were that upset. So we figured we could at least bring in more businesses for more business for everyone else. And then we would probably call it even at that point to this company because we could uh, ensure that their competition was just booming and succeeding. So we went back to the drawing board. And we started scraping names. We got some contact information. We got, uh, we had listed kind of the services 
that they provided and what they were trying to, the customers that they were looking for. So that way we had this entire list, which was about 1,500 other businesses in competition with it. And what we did is, actually this is credit to Stephen. He had picked up the newly released book, I mean at the time, called Ask, which is by Ryan Levesque. And inside of it, it teaches the power of questionnaires for getting people to uh, want to learn more about like what you have to offer and also gaining their interest. Uh, this is another way of looking at permission marketing because you're asking for them to tell you about the problems that they're having in their business so that you can help fix it, which I would imagine Henry Ford actually did do. I don't know how structured it was, but I'm pretty positive it happened. So we created this short questionnaire and uh, we wanted to know what is it that they were struggling with in their business. So we pretty much just put exactly what it had stated in the book. We had sent it out into this email with very, very short uh, an introduction of what we were looking to do and a link to the survey. They would fill it out. Uh, the craziest part of all is that they saw what we were having to offer. We also saw they also saw the survey. Out of this, in a cold list, we had an open rate of seventy plus people or seventy plus percent with a click through rate above fifty percent. I think if you, I mean, if you listen to Sales Funnel Radio, you've heard Stephen talk about it. This was mind blowing. We were looking up to see what averages were, and so we actually thought something was wrong. Because there was no way we thought a cold list was going to get a 70% open rate, a click-through rate. I mean, people were filling this thing out. We got so many responses that we couldn't actually handle responding individually. So we came up with more of like a mass email, and we compiled it all into one big response email that we sent back out. We gained a lot of interest in what we were about to release. And crazy from that email launch, just proving how successful a questionnaire can really be. So the principle behind this is what exactly is this ask method? To break it down, I mean, there's an entire book about it. You should read it for sure. It's very, very eye-opening. It's called Ask by Ryan Levesque. But in the simplest form, it's permission marketing by asking what is it that they want to learn about. And then once they give you the answer, when you produce the results, they're not thinking that you're marketing to them, right? This is a question answer response type. So I've got a, a I've got something for you guys to do. This is this is your homework. If you've been following along the podcast to so try to actually give some actionable items. What you need to do is create a questionnaire, a very very simple one. Even if it's two questions such as what is the uh, the point in your life or your business that you're struggling with in relation to um the type of business that you guys have, right? If it's health, what kind of problems are you having in losing weight, right? Now people are telling you their issues. As you can come out with this and look at what you have to offer, right? It helps you produce the right type of message because you're leveraging the information that they have given you, right? If you take the same information that they've given you, such as, oh, I have a problem losing weight because I'm always surrounded by uh, healthy sweets. So if you come out with an email campaign that says how to avoid uh, sweets when you're, uh, when you're dieting, they're going to obviously open that email. That's permission marketing in, in action. So before I wrap up, 
I'm pretty sure you guys are asking, well, whatever happened to that $20,000? Or whatever happened to that successful email campaign? I mean, clearly I'm not doing it now. So both fortunately and unfortunately, we actually never launched our vendetta business, um, at least not to the magnitude that we had planned. I actually graduated from college that semester and moved to Denver, Colorado with my wife, and I ended up taking a job with a consulting agency in the healthcare industry. In the healthcare industry, um, kind of a strange change, but I'm sure I'll, I'll cover that definitely in another episode. There's actually probably a lot. There's a lot of interesting things from working with Fortune 500 and 1,000 companies in a very, very different industry, and how that plays into uh, small business and conversion marketing. So. That was me. I think Steven went off and did army training between those semesters. It was like eight weeks or something. Uh, and by the time he came back, um, I think he had this epiphany of like what he needed to do to take care of his family, which was crucial. Right? That's, the benef- that's, that's the purpose of life. Um, I also believe it was around this time that he learned what the name of the concept of what we had discovered and like what we were doing or performing for businesses uh, he figured out it was called funnels. And I remember the phone call with him, and I was very confused at the time of how funnels had anything to do with marketing, um, but more so visually how everything is a funnel. And there's different channels that come in from the top and how that moves through your sales funnel. Now, I say this because although we didn't ever get the money and we didn't ever launch a, that vendetta business, which would have been great, but I feel like we played the upper hand there. So to this day, I feel I, I follow the exact same process. So before every launch of a website or a product or a business idea, like you name it, getting feedback is powerful. Utilizing questionnaires is powerful. And getting permission to bring your potential customers, your new customers on board and in this journey with you and gaining their feedback and sharing the process of what you're creating with them so that they can be a part of these, this entire process and feel like what you're actually making for them is being made specifically for them, not just to make money off of them, but something that's going to help them in their personal lives, accomplish their desires, and help them get to their achievements quicker, faster, and stronger. And this is something that I trust you. I mean, like you, you got to trust. is going to be crucial for your business. So the next action item or the last thing that I want to leave with you is put together that simple survey, something that of a questionnaire that's you can start reaching out to your current audience or an audience that you want to have, either through like Facebook groups or forums, advertising, like whatever it is that you're putting this survey in front of them and use this uh, and place it near the top of your own sales funnel, your marketing funnel, uh, because this is going to be a new marketing channel for your business. And these are my thoughts today. Thanks for joining in to Conversion Marketing Radio. If you guys want to check out anything more, uh, be sure to go to www.conversionmarketingradio.com. I've got some other stuff there for you guys um, and things that can help me produce better episodes for you guys. Anyways, thanks again. Bye.